0: Thank you for joining us. This is True Print for Life. Um, we're super excited for this next episode. I am your host, Christina Vera.
1: And I'm your co-host, Mylène Samboy. So we're really excited to have with us a special guest, someone that we love dearly, that's doing super brave things in the world. And she is an author. She's an entrepreneur. She is a mom, an amazing friend. And today with us, we have Krista Caliver. And we're going to have Krista share a little bit with us about who she is, where she's from. Welcome, Krista.
2: Thank you so much both for having me today. So my name is Krista Caliver. I am a Columbus native, um, born and raised here, went to school in Gahanna. Um, Early college, I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee, at Tennessee Mm. State University. Um, Was not the best experience, so I came back and finished at um, OSU. But I think that that kind of really sparked my desire even more to live somewhere besides um, Columbus. Okay. Um, so that was early on, huh? Yeah. Like I like when I first thought about college, I wanted to go to like UNLV or UCLA, but my parents were like, yeah, that's too far. We're okay. Not, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I settled for for Tennessee State in Nashville. Wow. And then you ended up back here in Columbus. Yes. Gotcha. Finishing at OSU, and then I got married,
0: you know. Life. Yep. All that good stuff. What did you major in at Ohio State? History.
2: Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So tell me why history? Like what sparked you about history? I have always loved history. I love reading. I love writing. Um, I like looking at chronologically how things happen and kind of how, mm. you know, society changes around the way things are happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I would have never, like, I never knew that. <laughs> I think that is so cool. I know you're a great storyteller, but now I'm like, oh. <laughs> <The> story. <laughs> no yes. I
2: mean, that makes total sense now. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, I thought I wanted to teach. Okay. Um, but that just was not in the cards for me, just in the way that Ohio State um, was certifying teachers to do people to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You had to like go to grad school and that just not was what I wanted to do. I was ready to just be done Yeah, with school. So I just stopped with my bachelor's in history, mm-hmm. joined the workforce, mm-hmm. which I've done mostly in like healthcare and banking.
0: Okay.
1: And then you still do other things, right? So you've been in those areas, but you yeah. do a lot of other things. So that's
2: how I make my money, right? Right? right. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's, your, that's, your, that's your main hustle, right? <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> you know, but like you said, I'm an author. I wrote a novel. Um, it's it's going to be delivered to the editor tomorrow morning. Ooh, oh my goodness! So excited. Yes. Um, Can you
0: give us like some insight? What's the novel about? Like,
2: so it's like a we'll call it a a coming of age story. Okay, but more for an adult woman, not like a coming of age for kids. Because you know we we change as as we get older. I feel like every ten years is like a different part of your life. Mm-hmm. So this is a woman or a group of women who are you know, coming into who they are in, into their Mm, forties. Perfect (laughs) timing.
0: Right. (laughs) Perfect Because I think there's a lot of stress or even pressure that like, as women, you know, that we, we have to know every single thing about who we are and where we're going and how, and you get into this like funnel of like, well, what do people think about me? Like, if I'm not at this certain stage in life by this certain age, like then something's wrong with me or some, you know, society has said that, you know, you're supposed to have this and you're supposed to look this way and you're supposed, so I love that you said that kind of coming of age as a, from a woman's perspective, because I think that that is a reminder that our journeys really are all individual and it could, that coming of age could look very different for me than it could be for you, and so in the book, do you give more? Is it more of a memoir, or is it more of just kind of like this
2: character's coming of age? So there are are several characters. It's it's four women. Um, I'm there's probably a little bit of me in every character in the book. Okay, you know, male and female. Okay, um, and and everybody is changing throughout the throughout the story. And it's, you know, like I said, some of it's me, some of it's just straight imagination. Like when I first started writing it, it was with one person, one character in mind. Mm -hmm. But as I was writing, these other two characters kind of just kept presenting themselves to me. So I had to continue theirs more on, which means I'm going to have to write probably at least two more books to finish out. Mm. All of their stories. That's exciting. So, uh, three, okay,
1: we have three books, guys. All yes. right. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> what How,
0: inspired you to want to write this though? Like I'm really intrigued by all of it so far.
2: You know, I have I've always been a writer like from the time I was like in the second grade. My mom my mom tells a story about me like winning awards. Like I don't remember that. But you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. she would. Right. For writing. Yeah. And I've always been good at it. it. Sometimes always just come natural. Um and I had always felt like I had at least one book in me, mm-hmm. but for the longest, I always thought it was going to be like, um, a self-help. Okay. But then just novel, like ideas for novels just kept coming to me more. Mm. So I had done a, get your book done, like in a hundred days, like a, a challenge like that. And so I was getting up at four thirty every morning for a hundred days so that I could get the, get my book done. Because what I was finding was that, you know, after work, I didn't have what mm. I needed right. to give myself the best for that book. So I was like, I'm going to get up early and give my book my best self every day for those 100 days. All right. So I got to get up at 430 to write this book <laughs> is what you're telling
0: yeah, me. Let me write uh, this down. 430. That's the secret sauce, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if
2: you're not getting up at 430, this book is going to be lingering. Well, just, you know. It's a small time frame, you know. It's not forever, because right now, no, ma'am, I'm not. There's no up at way, 4:30. right? <laughs> we have tried it. We have. <laughs> it was good for those hundred <laughs> days, thank God, right? But now, right. now like... there's no way. Well, if I'm going somewhere, yes, then yeah.
1: Yeah, If you're traveling, you're taking a plane at five, yeah, definitely, right? I'll be there. Absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> we used to text each other like, "You up?" I'm like, "Okay, I gotta get up," just because I know she's writing a book and I just need to get up and pray or something. But that was it. Once we once you finished the book, I'm like, "I think we died." I feel like. And then you went back job. to bed,
0: and I, then you were like, I'm like, sleep. we did a
1: good job for that she got the book that that was like right. I, I like that
0: a little I love it I talked to
1: God but I think it was inspiring though to, to watch you go through that right and to put yourself first because there was no time in the day to do it and and I think for everybody you really have to find your time because maybe the morning is what worked for you but for mm-hmm. some people they have it, you know, extra few, five hours or two hours at night mm-hmm. that they can think, that they can settle down. So that was what worked for Krista. You have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Because you're not a morning person, I am over there. So you may I'm have not. to find. <laughs> but I'm not a evening <laughs> person either. So I just don't know. You need like a happen. weekend. Like maybe for you, like I need to say, okay, five hours on a weekend oh, no, where no. I say no to everything else yeah. and say
0: yes to this. And that goes for both of us. It's not just for Christina, guys. This is for Mylene as but well. But you get up in the morning with no problem. Like Mylene is that person, if you're like, okay, we're going to do this 5 a.m. She's up and she's really like consistent. And we talked about this with another guest. She said to us, she said, you know, because I I think I asked her something like, what motivates you? And she said, motivation is like seasonal, it's more about discipline. So you had to tap into a discipline habit or create that if you didn't already have it to say, like, I have to get up at 4 30 every single day for the next 100 days. If I'm going to be serious about this goal. That's right.
1: Even if I don't want to. Because right. many times you didn't want to. No. Because
2: <laughs> because I'm a night owl by nature. So like, you know, it's like, okay, 12 o'clock, Krista, go to bed. Yeah. Because you have to get up at 430. Right. So. But you did it. I did it. Yes, you did. And the
0: book is going to the editor
2: tomorrow, you said? Oh my gosh. I
0: can't wait to read it.
1: Yeah. I'm so
2: I was. I was reading it over just, you know, just because that's what you do. Yeah. And I was just like... Okay, am I being biased, or is this really a good book? <laughs>
1: you know, <'cause> yeah. <laughs> no, you're really good. I feel like you have been like, no, what was I thinking? So if you said that, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a great book. And you right. already had somebody
2: read it. Your mom read it, right? Yes. Yes. But again, it's my mom, so I'm thinking, uh, she said it's good, but. She's I mama. also know your
1: mom I just don't see her lying Miss yes. <laughs> Gabby don't lie <laughs> she'd be like yeah this is great great job How um, can we also do this <laughs> very,
0: very right? true very true so, no. you're
1: like guys I'm like, we're nice but we're very honest
2: very and, and, I, and,
1: I, and I, that's why I'm so excited to read it so now you you have worked in the workforce for a long time that's like your main bread and butter and then you have done the book and you have done other things you volunteer a lot in the community yes, as well I do. I you do. have volunteered for Femergy. Yeah. you have volunteered
0: for like the I see I read it to Crystal all the time volunteering. I'm like, you here too. She's like, yeah, my friend need to help. I'm like, what a and great we, yes. person you are. Very yeah. intentional events, but yes. yes, yes.
1: And thank you for that because we do need amazing You're volunteers so like you. I love it. Yes, that,
2: that's that is like truly part of who I am. I am by nature a a helper. So that just it it fills my cup. Which mm-hmm. you had to
1: set boundaries though, because you because you are oh, a helper.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Help with the things that I want to help with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not just any and everybody, no.
1: Yes. Thank you for that. And in the last few months or year, I mean, I don't know how long you've been planning this, or you can tell us better. You started to plan a, a change, yes. a big change. So can yes. Can you walk us through how you came to that and where we are in that plan?
2: Okay. So I'm, I'm moving to Arizona. Yay. And no. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have mixed feelings. <laughs> Um, And again, you know, I always wanted to live somewhere else, Mm -hmm. right? I visited there in, I don't even one year from my birthday. Mm -hmm. And I just remember not having to wear a coat. My birthday's in February. So, you know, here, oh, you're wearing a coat on your birthday. Well, I Mm -hmm. would always be. I'm like, I think I need to be here. And that was at least, at least 13 years ago. Wow. Then I had a cousin who moved there, and another cousin who moved there, and I was like, "I'm really going to Arizona." Yeah. um Then my daughter, she's been taking classes at ASU online, Arizona State online. So I'm like, "Yeah, we're we're, we're going to go when she finishes school," and now we're here. Wow. So August, we are out of here. So we've been, you know, I've been. I had like a, you know, in my mind a plan, then I wrote out a plan, you know, all the things you have to do. Mm -hmm. I've been in my house for 14 years. Wow. So I have 14 years of stuff to get rid of. Like I was talking to Mylene about, um, you know, thinking about packing up the cars, putting those on like a trailer Mm -hmm. to drive them out because I'm not driving to Arizona. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, making sure the dog also can get to Arizona because I have a dog.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. A long time. Yeah. She's still there. She's so like,
2: what,
0: what got you to this point where you're like, I'm going to Arizona? Like I'm I'm done thinking about that birthday weekend that I was out there. Like at what point did you say like I'm going to Arizona?
2: Like truly, I've i it's always been in me. Um and when I said 13 years ago, this is where I want to be, this is where I wanna be. I wanted no more cold. I love I love the heat. Um and also like back then it was a little newer. Mm-hmm. It was a little along the same lines as Columbus as far as as growth was. Okay. More recently, it's taken off a little more because a lot of people are moving from California Mm. to Arizona. So it's blown up even more. So there's still lots and lots of, of growth going on there.
0: I want to go to Arizona. I was supposed to go to Arizona when the pandemic happened, like when it I want to say kicked off because it's not an exciting event. (laughs) But I had a trip planned to Sedona for my birthday in February, and I because I've been like I want to go to Arizona. I want to go to Sedona specifically, and then it was like the pandemic and everything got shut down that week because I've always looked at pictures of Arizona and I'm like I want to see the mountains, like like just the desert and the way. The houses, the architecture, it's just like a whole different vibe. And I've never even been there. I've only just seen it on in pictures. So I'm like super excited that you get to experience that. You
2: have to come visit. Oh, I'm absolutely coming. To I'm like, to
0: oh, I feel like Kelly's
1: already planning a trip yeah, right. um, and you're not even there,
0: right? Yes. Wow.
1: But there was a... So you've been working and I think as a, as a single mom and as the person that works really hard to provide for your daughter and yourself... Making a decision to leave corporate to to figure out right or or to f- finish planning this is not an easy decision. No. Um, so when did you make the decision that you know? When did you create the exit day? Like walk us through. Like what was like? This is it. I'm telling. I'm gonna leave this
2: day. I had a I had a good friend who was who was coaching me. <laughs> that was <she>? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I
0: think I know who it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was the exit All right. I was wondering, I was like,
0: was it the same person I'm thinking
2: of? (laughs) Probably. Yeah, she was coaching me and she's like, you know what, you have to just set a date. And I was like, all right. And so I thought like, okay, it's probably going to take me a few months to get get all my house cleaned out. But then I also wanted a few months for me mm-hmm. to kind of just decompress from all the years because I'm my last job was stressful mm-hmm. I needed time to completely yeah. you know decompress from all of that plus have time to get everything ready and I you know just wanted to go I want to go out there with freshness with a complete fresh start so I picked a date mm-hmm. and I Stuck to it. So proud of myself. Yay. Because it is scary, you know. It's yeah. like, okay, what am I gonna do? You know, because yes, I'm excited about moving, but you still need money. Yeah. So I have a couple of part time jobs that are, but it's but, but they're fun. Like yeah. I'm and I'm getting to help, mm-hmm. which is you know like I like to do. So. Wow.
1: And we talk about like, but we just had a conversation about budgets, and we talk about budgets all the time. So to do that decision, to have that exit date, there had to be some planning, financial planning ahead of time to get there. So what was that like? So, and
2: in, in, in here's just my, my take, my perspective. <clears throat> you know, for years, you know, you put into your, you know, your 401k. Um, I, am, I chose to take that. I'm still going to work. I'm not, yeah. I'm not 65. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be working for at least another 30 years. So why not use the money that I've been saving right. and invest it in myself mm-hmm. and this next part of my journey? Mm. So yes. that was very, very purposeful.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then using that to prepare you to, to get you to your move. Yes. And you have an apartment already, yes. I heard. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow. So everything is planned out. Yes. And how does your daughter feel about the move?
2: She's been ready to go. Has she? Yeah. So initially we were going to try to go when she turned... But when the transition from eighth grade to ninth grade, but then she found this dance studio that she loves. loves. (laughs) So we decided to stay until she finished high school.
0: Yeah. You're such a great mom because my mom would have been like, We moving, you better get your stuff. <laughs> I remember every few years we were moving somewhere. I'm like, Can I just can I just can I just graduate with my friends? No, it's not an option. No, yeah, so I love dad. that you even were like, Okay, we'll stay here and let you know, because I think that you also wanna you don't want you wanna think about like just all of the parts of that decision. Right. You know, and obviously your daughter was is is a huge part of that. Right. So I love that you even, you know, initially kind of thought maybe this time frame, but realized you might have to wait into this period. Wow.
1: And even leading to that, you know, before the pandemic, uh, I think parents didn't know what it was like to be teachers at home. Right. Because they were like, yeah, the kids go to school for eight hours or whatever hours. Great. But you chose when I, in conversation with your daughter to have her go homeschooling before the pandemic started is that correct correct so why was that decision made and 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 was it helpful for her education okay
2: so like she had been asking to be homeschooled since probably fourth grade mm. but as a single parent I could not really make logistically that happen mm. then you know eighth grade seventh grade she liked middle school was okay for her you know she's like let me go to high school she did she, we got about midway through that first year and she's like yeah I'm done and I'm like Ooh, wait a minute we don't have a plan yet yeah so this next year so starting with the 10th grade homeschool um and it just made all the world of difference for her from a probably mental and emotional perspective mm-hmm. um because there were probably at least once a week she was you know vomiting from stress mm-hmm. um just very unhappy with her school setting and even in looking at, I'm like, you know, do you want to try another school? And she's like, no, I'm just, it's just not for me. Yeah. So.
0: And I think a lot of families are evaluating that right now. There's so many more, like, I don't know, like on, even online, I'm always seeing these families like in these campers and they are just traveling the world and they're yeah. teaching their kids. And it's such a creative time to, you know, because back in the day, there was, there was no other options. If you didn't go into that building you know, the court, like he was getting papers because there was no alternatives to education.
2: Or, you know, it was only thought of that you were super religious if you got homeschooled. Whereas it, I mean, it's always been available to everybody. There was just a stigma that was placed around it. it. You know, you weren't considered normal if you didn't go to school. Oh, wow. And that's just not, that's not the case.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, every kid is different and... I really, really applaud you and taking the time to really think about like what your kid is saying and kind of how does that, you know, reflect in what you want to happen in your household. So I'm excited to see it, and she's already taking college courses in Arizona. So that would be even more cool when that transition happens. Yes,
1: and she was successful. I think some kids we have seen some in our other girls in our program, because Anna came to our program. So we've seen other girls in our program that have done homeschooling and they have finished school earlier. Like they're they're truly succeeding. And it's not for everybody because no. you need discipline. So, yes, yeah. right? That is. Do. So did you coach her into the discipline piece, or did you help her with that?
2: Yeah, um, and and I also wanted to have her have the accountability, because that's what college is. Um, You know, you really have to be focused, and even if you're not focused, you have to learn how to get yourself back on track. You have to learn how to um, manage your time. You have to learn how to communicate with professors, and I left all that up to her, really, because that's mostly what she has done. I would you know, look over her work if she asked me to, but there was a point where I'm like, yeah, that math is beyond me. I don't know what to so tell it's, you. beyond me now. <laughs> that math is beyond me, too. I like fifth grade is beyond me. I'm like, ooh, that's a new, is that a new thing? Like, you you take class all day. You
0: need to ask the teacher how to do this. You'll wait till you get home to ask me how to do this. i get you a tutor. You need oh a tutor. Let me go with Shonda real
2: quick. Right. Yes, yeah, yes. No. So.
0: Wow! how exciting (laughs) I mean that's that's really cool really really cool so what do you feel like now like you you're you're just knocking out so many things that have just been on your I I hate the word I mean I'm not really a bucket list kind of person I think it's more of just this life plan this mapping and so what do you feel like is next for you the book is coming out um, do you think you're going to do more stuff related to the book or is it more about at this point, just kind of the transition, getting into Arizona and getting settled? Like, what what do you, what are you excited about? Like,
2: what do you foresee as, as
0: what's next for you?
2: Everything. Um, I, yeah, I want, I want it all. <laughs> um, but so yeah, obviously getting settled. I've also have been taking some, um, doing some studying around uh, life coaching. Okay. Um, Just because I feel like I could be very um, helpful in helping women in particular um, living their best life and whatever that looks like for them. You know, like you were saying earlier, all of our journeys are different and they should be Mm -hmm. because, you know, how boring would the world be if everybody followed the exact same Mm -hmm. life? You know, we have to know what our definition of success and happiness look like. Mm -hmm. So just... Coaching, helping women in particular, you know, figure out what that looks like and then helping them get a plan to make that happen. I love that.
0: What would you say, you know, in your life coaching? I think life coaching is extremely important, any kind of coaching or personal development, mentoring. Growing up or even throughout your like professional career, how did mentorship or coaching play a part? I know you mentioned um, some of the coaching you had to get you to the point of saying like, I'm ready to go to Arizona. But as far as like your, your development over the years, like how did mentoring or did mentoring
2: or coaching play a part in that? So it, if it, I have, I have like a phenomenal mother. Mm-hmm. Like she is the ultimate life coach. Okay. Um, because I, I feel like, so she lost her mother at a very young age. She was 17 and she was pregnant with me when she lost her mother. Mm-hmm. So, she had to learn how to do it kind of like, you know, by herself back before there really was a, a lot of mentors especially for, you know, Black and African American women. That just mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of that going on, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. So, she did a phenomenal job of, you know, building herself up and then did her best to always pass those things to me, so I always felt comfortable. I would She was who I would run everything by, or is who I run everything by, mm-hmm. you know? So I never hired a coach or had a mentor, but I always had somebody who was very, very smart, intelligent, also very um, open-minded mm-hmm. in ways that a lot of parents, I think, aren't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my mom is the ultimate Mentor and life coach. Which is why she's so open with
1: Sienna, guys. Because Correct. she got a great coach. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. That I'm that like, what are you doing? Now. You letting her yes, do what? That's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I think, so now that you have your plan to go and that kind of helps you through, and I know through life, because we talk about some of our life stuff, we've been through a lot. Yeah. So were well, there some limiting beliefs that you had to squash, right, or, or release in order to get you to this point where you are now? And kind of like, how did you start that process of letting those limiting beliefs yeah, go? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, and, and it wasn't until uh, probably about a year ago that I realized that um, when I got divorced, that played so much more um, on my mind and on what I believed about myself than I ever even thought about or even imagined. Um, I think about, you know, conversations that we had prior to getting divorced, and I really let some of those conversations affect how I looked at myself. But once I realized that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, just change the way you're thinking about it. Um, And a lot of, you know, affirmation, like literally writing this out and telling myself every day, you know, that is not your story, that is not your story, that is not your story. Whatever the piece of that story was, telling myself every day that that's not true about yourself. That's not who you are. That's not what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's hard because I think people sometimes think that affirmations are like, you know, I don't know, fairy dust. <laughs> but it does work, right? It, oh, absolutely. Because your mind is always trying. It's almost like you're having a battle with your mind, and you have it to is. use it, right? Yeah, it's so your subconscious advantage. because yeah.
2: you're you're conditioned to think a certain way. So just like, you know, if I want to go run a marathon, I have to train and condition. It's the same thing with your mind. You have to train and condition to think you know, another way.
1: Mm -hmm. And we're very big about manifestation, guys. Like, I feel like I learned about manifestation a lot. I've been talking a lot about, but then Chris and I had some conversations Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. I'm I'm back to Christina about manifestation. So you brought me to a book that I thought was really great. It was a 21-day challenge that we did, Uh, right? yes,
2: yes. Yes. Yes.
1: So how did you find that book? And can you tell us, like, what was the result of doing that manifestation?
2: Okay, so um, I follow this lady on Instagram? It, at the, I first found her on Facebook. Okay. And then followed her also on Instagram. Catherine Zenkina, I think is her name.
1: Yeah, she's saying really good. I will have yeah, that set up. Yeah, right.
2: So her book, it's like a 21-day, what was it? Get your money ba- Manifestation Babe? Yeah, Manifestation Babe 21-Day Challenge, where you, you manifest a th- $1,000 in 21 days. I went well beyond that in probably a week. And not necessarily just like money in my hands, but you know, like I needed, I needed money for, you know, dance fees. And so I approached somebody with, Hey, here's my proposition, you know, can you pay it up front? I'll pay half, you know, and then I'll pay you back the half. And they're like, well, no, you can just have it all. Like, what? Manifestation. Oh, okay. Wow. We, and, you know, and it wasn't, it was well beyond the $1,000 that we were trying to manifest. Right. Or and just little, little things throughout the, that whole 21, what was that, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Little things here and there that just kept adding and adding and adding. And it was just at the end of the 21 days, I was like, that was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm almost scared to do it again. I'm really excited to do it again, but I didn't know the
1: second time we tried to do it, I was like, okay, I'm not being consistent. Here's a lot of things happening. But I think even if you don't do all of it, just getting to get started and doing some of the exercises which is to clean your purse, to you know, write affirmations on your wallet, like those little things. We really help because that also helped me like I was like for real <laughs> like it's <laughs> that, that's why I'm such a big passion about manifestation because it's really thinking positive and bringing the right energy right when so when people are confused by the word manifestation it's really having the intention to create something right and then calling that energy into it right so call it prayer whatever you want to do because I add a, pr- a lot of prayer to this too yeah um, and then just being intentional about writing some of these goals right because you're you're about to have your life the life that you have been manifesting for 13 years coming to fruition. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think it's part of it is too, is like I think the manifestation processes or like even the 21 day challenges or whatever they may be, I think it's just really activating what you already have inside of you. You know, a lot of times people think that they, they have to go find certain challenges or people or products to, to, to acquire but it's really, like, you already had that in you. Yeah. It was more of just the reminder of, like, okay, because you went to that person and you said, hey, I need your help with this, this, and this. I'm willing to do that. Like, that was, you had that in you. Right. Mm-hmm. It was more of just the activation of going to do it. And then, boom, you got the result that you deserve to get. And so I think it's sometimes people, um, I think we often don't give ourselves enough credit in saying that like, no, like I, I did this, but in a, in a very like, um, it's like, it's almost a holistic, like when we talk about a lot of the holistic processes of really being in tune with who you are and what you want, um, or how you want to show up to the world every single day, I think, as you both mentioned, it's the mindset of just reminding yourself, no, I deserve this. No, this is where I need to be. No, these are the, types of people I need to be around, I think getting in the routine of having that environment and creating that environment, then I think ultimately you you can't see anything but success from that. But it takes that intentional effort of putting yourself in that headspace, as you mentioned earlier, like having to like have those conversations with yourself to get you back on the track that you want to be on. Mm-hmm
1: and you got to take in i said actions there's actions right so i think mm-hmm. I was, there's a confusion with manifestation we were like oh like oh i'm just going to do affirmations and that's it guys i'm going to be happy with yeah, for life i'm a millionaire yeah. every morning it's, like, it's
2: act <laughs> Right.
1: There's actions that you got go to take to become a billionaire. Like you right. can just not sit at your house waiting for that billion to come. Right. But like you got
2: create a <laughs> yeah. product,
1: right? Go ask people for opportunities. So that, and I, and I believe that's what you did. Yeah. Right. That's why you were so successful. And that's what we continue to do. I think every day, even having the podcast for the longest, that was a great intention, a great idea. And then it's like, okay, well, great. Now let's make it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we run into people all the time who are like, I heard your episode and like, this stuck with me. And I'm just like, which episode? And I'm trying to think through, like, the episodes. I'm like, which episode was that? But, like, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever they needed to hear in that moment, you know, that was for them. Right. And even if it's one person or if it's thousands of people, I think it's, like, what you mentioned earlier. You just, you just want to serve and you just want to, you know, give back in any capacity that you can.
1: Absolutely. And what motivates you, Krista? Because you, you're very you're disciplined. You do a lot. What motivates you?
2: I honestly feel like it is my desire to be, to be a servant, to be a helper. I mean, it just—I feel like if 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 I'm not in that space, if I'm not somewhere helping, my quality of life goes down. So it, it's really just something that's just been instilled in me. I don't know if it's like my mom is a volunteer, my dad is a volunteer. It's just something that our family, I think, does. Mm-hmm. So. For you to feel fulfilled,
0: that's
1: part of what you need is to serve others. That's beautiful. I love that.
0: Well, I I know we're getting, I feel like we could talk to you all day because you, I can't wait to hear about the book. So when the book is released, I would love to do a book, like a book convo or booked. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to do a book tour, a virtual book club, something needs to happen with the book. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can definitely (laughs) have you back. We can talk (laughs) about it because I would love to, I can't wait for the book. So we'll have to stay tuned and then we'll definitely, we can do a virtual interview with you once you get to Arizona and get started. Oh, I could go there and then. I am just
2: going to say, are you both going to come? Well,
0: Dalton has to come too, right? Dalton? Okay, Dalton's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got to do all this, but I would love to see how that's going. (laughs) Um, But I think as we're closing and thinking about, like, just everything you've learned over the years of your journey, and and, and it sounds like it's been one roller coaster, but an exciting journey. What would you say, like, what would you either tell your younger self or somebody who might be at the very beginning of this journey of whether it's corporate America, parenting, maybe they're, just starting the process of a divorce, like what what bit of advice would you give to that person, or even you know your
2: younger self now knowing what you know? Um, one of the first things that I would say is you know don't 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 be okay with just settling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, strive to thrive um, because I feel like so many times throughout my life I would just settle for you know the job settle for the relationship as opposed to really striving very hard for what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, you know, kind of piggybacks with that, know what you want, um, but everybody doesn't have to know everything about what you want. Mm. Because sometimes you can tell the wrong people too much. Like move in silence. Yes. I like that. I I believe in that too. Yes.
0: Yes,
1: she's just a mover.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> no, your point, like you tell the wrong people sometimes, and like that energy, not everybody's happy for you. Correct. Not everybody wants to see you win.
2: Or some people have never seen what you're describing, so to them, it's like not Impossible. obtainable. Right. And and you and when you're when you're in the right mind mind frame, you don't need the the negativity. Even if it's even if it's not even meant to be negative, mm-hmm. it yeah. can still come across that way. Right. If if it's in opposition to what it is that you're trying to do right which is why sacredness not secret but
1: sacredness <laughs> is important guys i agree with that yes. highly. i'm so excited for you i'm i i'm sad because you're going to be moving to a place that's super warm away <laughs> <halfway> from <laughs> us but i'm so excited for you because i love that you're following your heart and making your dreams come true and you deserve it you work really hard for that and we love to come and visit i think arizona's Absolutely. great i've been to arizona i think it's great And I would love to come and visit and do some episodes over there. Yeah. And make it happen. That's right. I love it. And whatever your next step is. Yes. Awesome. Well, I hate to say goodbye, but we're going to see you soon. Yes, yes. And as soon as that book is ready, we're going to be right here waiting. And we have a mantra. I'm sure you have heard it in the podcast because she's one of our great listeners. Yes, Um, I am. You always give me a text like, all right, I heard this and I love this part. I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) I love that. So we have the mantra, it's bigger than you. And I'm going to count us off and then we're going to say it it's, it's bigger than you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're excited and we hope that you follow us on
0: Instagram, True Print for Life. A YouTube channel, also True Print for Life. And make sure that you share, 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 like, watch our videos. Make sure that you follow us on all streaming platforms.